It's HPR, All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence with our latest road stories. Today, welcoming back, as the late promoter Uncle Tom Moffat would say, one of Hawaii's favorite bands, America. Next week, Friday the 14th at the Mac, and Saturday, April 15th at the Blaisdell Concert Hall. And it's a group we've got a long history with, going back almost 20 years, and today, getting a chance to reconnect with co-founder, guitarist, singer, songwriter, Dewey Bunnell of America. We appreciate it, Dewey. Well, thank you, Dave. It's always a, a special treat to come to Hawaii, of course. We've had a long history of coming to Hawaii. We had Jerry on once during the pandemic, and Jerry told us about what you had been up to and horses and stuff, I guess, in Wisconsin at the time. Well, we have one horse, yeah. My wife and I adopted a wild Mustang. It's been five years now. Wow. I think we're in the sixth year. Because my wife had had a horse when she was younger, and we took the plunge. And coincidentally, we've just put her into the barn that we had to build here in Oregon. Four months ago, she went into a uh, boarding facility, and today the barn is finally finished, and she's in her own stall. So it's, a, it's another day to celebrate. I had read it was a wild horse, which is fascinating. And this horse does have an interesting name, considering Dewey's famous <laughs> song, A Horse With No Name. Explain the name. Well, the girls came up with it. It's N-O-N-A-M-E, no name, as one word, <laughs> pronounced Nonami. Nonami. It's a trick name, but yes, it is an homage to the song. My wife, Penny, got involved in wild horse organizations and stuff to try and help save them because a lot of them go to slaughter or are abused. One thing led to another. You guys have other critters around, or is that it? Oh, yeah, we've got a dog, four cats, and a large tortoise, an <laughs> African sulcata tortoise. She weighs about 65 or 70 pounds already. What's her name? Hopefully that's the end of the animal's day. <laughs> that's another confusing name. <laughs> we simply call her Turtle Girl. <laughs> the horse story so fits the America folklore. And on that note, you guys have a fascinating history. And certainly in Hawaii, that history would be maybe even more relevant because we have such a strong military connection. So the three guys first get together, Dan Peake and Jerry Beckley and Dewey Bunnell in the UK, their fathers in the Air Force. And before we hear a little bit more about them, how did you get introduced to the guitar itself? That's a good one. That's a good question, because that's really where everything started for me. That was like 1963, 7th or 8th grade. We were on a base. It was an Air Force base in California, coincidentally. And there was a kid down the block who had one that he didn't really play much. And I just picked up that guitar and kind of fiddled around with it. And he said, you can take it on if you want. I don't play it. And I basically just kind of am self-taught. Absolutely, I wish I had... I'm telling your listeners who are maybe younger, I wish I had actually taken some formal training, learned a little bit about music theory, hmm. but instead I just learned by ear the things that I wanted to play, which is essentially instrumental surf music in those days, 
the Ventures, Dick Dale and the Deltones and the Safaris. And I had a little band in the eighth grade when we moved to Biloxi, Mississippi. And then I liked to sing. Once I could play a few chords and sing on top of that, I think I leaned more into singing and lyrics. But, you know, when you get into a band, that's why I prefer bands. I've never wanted to be a solo artist. I don't have a solo record or anything. You bounce off each other, like with Jerry and Dan and I. That's where the songs really came together. Explain moving to England and then Jerry and Dan coming into your life, because it sounds like you were already like prepared with the guitar and the singing. Exactly. I took that guitar with me when our family moved around. So, yeah, when I got to England, I was a sophomore in high school. My dad was stationed at a base in northern England for the first year we were there before we went to London, where I met Jerry and Dan. By the time we graduated from high school in 1969, we'd been exposed to the whole Beatle catalog and all that music, and it took over our lives. And culture that came along with it, of course, the whole British thing, and dare I say, the hippie movement. <laughs> we were very much part of that counterculture Woodstock generation. But singing harmony, writing our own songs, that's what we really wanted to do. And the London school was not on a military base, per se. Huh. Our school also had civilian kids. And everybody came from different walks of life, different states, different countries. And so it was a real melting pot. Melting pot's such a great word. I was doing some research, Dewey. That's so funny you said that, because uh, over the years of having you on, I've never really asked stuff about the late Dan Peek, who, as we've been talking here along with Jerry, the guy who co-founded the band, as of melting pot, like he and his family, they had been in Pakistan before his Air Force dad was reassigned to England, where you and Jerry were. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Jerry's family had come from Germany. I know Dan was in Pakistan. I think they'd also lived in the Philippines or Japan. Wow. Our family never lived anywhere but England, separate from the U.S. But it should be noted that both Jerry and I have British mothers. Our dads married British ladies who became our mothers. <laughs> that connection was already there prior to yeah. moving there. You had this English connection, you're saying, that had already been there. Yes. Having that as your playground, your backdrop, whatever you want to call it, London at that time, no less. Can you remember, like, you and Dan and Jerry, the three of you, any specific show you can just remember looking around and going, wow? Well, you may be aware of the club on Wardour Street called the Marquee Club. Sure. Famous, all these great bands, There's the Rolling Stones, Jimi Hendrix. And we would go there and see a show now and then. Yes, I remember we're just starting. But we saw King Crimson. King Crimson at that time was kind of a real prog band with Robert Fripp and Greg Lake, who went on to be with Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. And yep. I do remember specifically, we, we went just to see this new band the first night at that club. They were doing a week. And we went like five nights in a row. Wow. On stage. They were great. Remember that as a shared experience. The two of them with you and going five nights to see King Crimson at the Marquee. Yeah, exactly. After we graduated, by the way, Dave, in 1969, June of 69, we did break up in the sense that Dan did go back to college. He went to Old Dominion in Virginia. Huh. We were still dependents of our parents. His family wanted him to go to college, and that left Jerry and I. We bonded a bit more at that point, and this was right on the cusp of us writing our own material. So 
Jerry and I spent more time going down into London, okay. going to music stores. How did Dan stores. return? Explain that then, because I didn't even know. This is an interesting facet of it. Okay. I think he just burned out. He did one semester. So now you're up to whatever it is, December of 69. And he came back. At that point, both Jerry and I had gotten jobs on the base, and we worked in the warehouse. Dan's dad... <laughs> His dad was still there on base. He was still a, a serving Air Force colonel. And he ran the food services, cafeteria, the commissary, snack bar on base. And then when Dan came back, his dad got us jobs Aww. working in the cafeteria, like flipping burgers and dishwashing. <laughs> At that point, my father was in the process of retiring from the Air Force and moving as a civilian back up to Yorkshire where my mother was from, and he decided to retire there. And I started living with a family who I graduated from high school with there. It was a matter of months. So Dan comes back. Dan's still living at his home where his parents were to begin with. Jerry's with his parents. I'm with this family. The three of us reunited at the base and working, and in our spare time, we're working on these songs we've been writing sometimes at one of the parents' houses, or I bought a car, first car, a little 1950 Morris Minor. And we would literally sit in that car sometimes with the acoustic guitars, and the acoustics were good in the car. It's like being in a small like studio, in a vocal booth, yeah. in a recording studio. We could hear well and work out vocal parts on these songs that would ultimately be the first album. I think that's when we realized we had a good blend. It's America and Dewey Bunnell. Find this at hawaiipublicradio.org slash roadstories. And tomorrow, we'll wrap it up with the band America ahead of their return to Hawaii next week. I'm Dave Lawrence. The boy cried out on the ground At the joy Of something he had found Oh, come on, children, get your heads back together Oh, come on, children, get your heads back together Oh, come on, children, get your heads back together Days are getting warmer now The nights are getting shorter now And you know we can make it Cause you know we're alive But we don't have to take it Anyway we'll survive But if you were me
should stay. Oh, come on, children, get your heads back together. Oh, come on, children, get your heads back together. Oh, come on, children, get your heads back together again. Again, 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 and again.